A little I, bit. Like, I yeah, thought it'd be, like, just sniffing the top ten. Yeah, I think so, too, mainly because it's so much better than Coke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's trying to draw me off sides, people. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 188 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Rear Admiral of Rest, Relaxation, Recreation, and Refreshment, which is exactly the same title I gave him last week because I didn't quite prepare for the podcast like I thought I should. <laughs> Oops. So let's try this again. Let's call him the czar of the Tom Show today. I like it. I like uh, it. The one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing pretty well. Uh, actually, the rest and relaxation, I, I need that again just yeah. because. Uh, See, I you, knew that. I was yeah. being very prescient. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so, no, I'm doing well. It's funny, you know, we talked last week and I wasn't feeling well when we recorded it. And then I immediately went on the, the Tom shows. And so I'm feeling better now, but uh, it was it was an interesting week. Interesting week. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Sorry I didn't prepare. I, I spent so much time on topics, I actually forgot to give you a title. And I know Mandy Rudd's going to be very upset with me <laughs> um, that I didn't do that properly. But you know what? It's never going to bring get you upset, Kirby. What's that, Bill? Thank you so much for knowing to ask. That'd be our good pals at High Tech Graphics. You know, they've serviced our industry for over 10 years. Now, for a lot of you, that's a decade. But 10 years. And over that time... They've learned the best thing they can offer is really amazing customer service. They've had plenty of time to learn the ins and outs of decorating the industry. They can offer invaluable resources when it comes to growing your company, from embroidery, screen print, digital, so much more. They're really here to help, and it's done with a smile and a willingness to do whatever it takes to make the experience the best you'll ever have. And, and that's a great way to approach business, isn't it, Kirby? Oh, it's any time that you can approach business when you're trying to be the best and create some joy, you know I'm a fan. Absolutely. And they have a couple great specials, Kirby. So you can, you can pick one or the other, but not both, one okay. or the other. Okay. Number one, you get a free three-day rush on your next screen print order. Okay. That's a great deal, right? Yep. Uh, and if you want to use that, the, you give them the promo code PROMO-F3DR. Or or you can have three free screens on your next order. Now, that's a big savings there. That is. If you want to take advantage of that, it's PROMO-FSFR. So... You got two to choose from there, our friends at High Tech Graphics. And remember, always, 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 that means always, not never, not sometimes, not most of the time, not the majority of the time, not a preponderance of the time. It means always free shipping on all orders, $99 or more. So you can learn more at htgwholesale.com slash promo corner. You're not going to be sorry you did. So, Kirby, are you prepared to broadcast at a... Oh, how can we? A NyQuil level. This <laughs> yeah, week. I was going to say, I think it was Mucinex last week. It was Mucinex last week. Yeah, yes. so NyQuil and, uh, yeah, Christmas Ale, I think, is what I've been using for uh, Mucinex and okay. NyQuil lately. So, yeah, I'm in. Well, why don't we start off this way, Kirby? Um, you did uh, the gauntlet known as the Tom Shows last week. And mm -hmm. so, for those of you who are not familiar, let me tee this up for you, and you can tell me where I'm wrong, and tell me, I want to hear about your experience there. But So, the Tom Shows is a regional traveling show in the... Uh, kind of the, the, the far east Midwest, uh, for lack of a better term. It starts off in Cincinnati, and then it goes to Columbus, 
Cleveland, and then Detroit. And you were asked to speak at the Tom shows this year. Yep. And I wanted to get your perspective because I've done it as well. So I have some thoughts as well. You really, as a distributor and and, and as a service provider, when I did it, um, you get kind of the life of a supplier. It's a different town every day. You turn into Teddy Ruxpin. You say the same things all the time. Tell tell us all about your experience doing the, the uh, Tom shows, which is a great traveling show, by the way. So yeah, yeah. So get that out of the way. It's great, and I, I had a feeling I have this as a topic as well. I figured we'd have this discussion. So thank you for bringing it up. Um, yeah, I you know it's funny when the experience was very good. I said when I said yes to doing it, I almost immediately was like, ah, oh, geez, because you know, as you use the word gauntlet, I think mm-hmm. I, I think you understand. You know, as distributors, we roll in, go to the one trade show, we're there for a couple hours and leave. And, you know, it's while I appreciate the life of a supplier to go through it even for a short period of time, it makes you understand that supplier reps and multi-line reps are the unsung heroes of our industry. Literally, I don't think these um, events or many of the events in our industry could possibly happen without these road warriors just being willing to just get up and, and go. Because again, it's not just the setup that morning, but then immediately then you tear down and you're heading to the next city. It is impressive. Um, the, I, I was struck by the importance of routines. I talk a lot about routines. Um, but in that, like that totally outside of my comfort zone. And I, it, I was talking to somebody, Bill, the idea that I wasn't feeling well was actually a little bit of a blessing um, because I think that there's the opportunity for me who has a, a penchant for making poor choices on the road. Uh, there was none don't of sell, that. Don't sell yourself short. You make poor choices all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I was I made very good choices last week. It's the first time on a you know four or five day road trip that I felt better at the end than at the beginning. I was yeah. in the bed early. And then the other final sort of thought I had about it was just – I absolutely love to see the regionals collaborate because this was across three regionals. It was TISPA, Open, and MIPA, um, and they, you know, coordinate this, and it's where the regionals are acting in the best interest of the folks that they purport to serve. And this Mm -hmm. is a perfect example of that. Great for the um, companies, the suppliers, great for uh, the distributors, so that it provides them a great uh, product and service. So I was... I was just really impressed, super tired, super excited yeah. to be back in the office. But, man, it was it was well done. Yeah, so on my Facebook memories this week, it's been four years since I did okay. the, the Tom Show. Um, five years since I blew up my Achilles. So it's Ooh. been four years since I did the Tom Show. And when I did the Tom Show, it was actually a little bit longer. It was two weeks. So right. it was the gauntlet you ran last week. And then the following week, it was St. Louis in Kansas City. Yikes. And so it was, it was – and I remember the same thing you did. It's like – I thought I had it bad, right? I got to get up at 8 o'clock, or I got to be talking at 8 o'clock in the morning and coming from Central Time. At 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my body clock time, talking for an hour about whatever it was I'm talking about. And then, uh, you know, there was the trade show, and I could just pack up and go. Mm. And I did. I mean, I went to the yeah. trade show, I think, the first day, and then hey, we had some snow in Cincinnati, so it was, it was tough going to Columbus. Um, and I bailed. And like you, um, I was like a hermit that week. I think the first night I went out, the night the night before the first Tom show, yeah, I went out. So it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were the shows. So that Monday I was there and I went out. After that, man, I was a hermit. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything other than really just take care of myself. And, and 
Uh, it is a gauntlet, and, and I always think of the comparison I always use. These are like the working bands that nobody knows about, right? Yeah. The, the, the supplier reps, the multi-line reps. And it's like the, the, the great local music, but they go from small venue to small venue to small venue. And, you know, I don't think people realize how difficult that job is mm, on, yeah. on a family, on, on, on a body, on uh, just personally, it, it's a tough job. And so it really kind of gives you a bite of the reality sandwich. And when you see the joy that they have putting up their booth, maybe not joy is not the right word, but they do it diligently every day. Yeah. They're with cu- customers every day, whether it's, you know, what distributors and things like that. And then they break down, go to the next show. And it's, it's a tough grind. It's a tough grind. So I'm glad you had a good time. I heard good things about your talk. Oh, so thanks. That's good. Yeah, I again cannot overstate. And again, the idea of the the boards, the the regionals, they did a great job uh, too, keeping it organized. I was really impressed. You know, from a because there's there's multiple things that they're managing there, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the trade show, but then the, you know, the idea of each venue was different from a speaking perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And you know that it's like you know sometimes you're walking in and it's totally AV'd out and you've yeah. got all the things. Oh, yeah. There was one room I walked in, there's no AV, there's no mic. I'm just standing in front. And that's, yeah. it, I, I pride myself and you know this about yep. me. I pride myself in walking into a room and going, whatever, I'm yep. good. Um, and so, but it, it is a, but it, yeah. and when you're not feeling well, yeah. it's like you mentioned it, you got to be up there, but you have to be on. Yep. And so the just the whole thing I thought was really well done. Yeah, so. and I don't pride myself on rolling with those type of things um, as a speaker. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do, but I, I do like some semblance of continuity. And so right. I saw one picture of you with a handheld microphone, and, and mm-hmm. that's something I hate. I personally loathe presenting with a handheld microphone because I use my hands a lot, and right. it just feels unnatural because I end up doing this. Like, I'll talk like this. And <laughs> front video, I can do this, but I'll hold the microphone. But as I talk, I'll use my hand and therefore move it away. Yeah. So, and I've had to do those things, too. I think there was one Tom show was in, uh, where was it? I think it was when we did the Kansas City one. And you know how the hallway, when you walk the, uh, when you're walking to PPA Expo, when you're walking to the show floor and there's a cobblestone hallway, and I always call it, that's God's flashlight yep. um, beaming in on you uh, as you uh, walk to the show, judging you from the mistakes you made last night. <laughs> that's how bright the room was. So we had, we had a, a PowerPoint, but no one could see it because <laughs> the room was so bright. You just got to roll with that stuff. So. Like you, uh, you know, I, I generally roll with that stuff, but I'm at the point now, and I think you are too, when I'm going to speak somewhere, I ask, may I use my own computer? Do you have this? Do you have this? I have all the connections I need, but I just want to make sure I can do what I want because I, I find it works better that way. So good. I'm glad you enjoyed the Tom shows. Kirby, would you like to regale us with another topic for Podcast 188? Yeah, you know, again, I know it's a little bit outside of what we normally talk about, but, you know, I I always like to be paying attention to things that are trending, and you use the term tone deaf. I mean, uh, you know, this day or so ago and a couple days when this finally goes live, uh, Kobe Bryant um, was— was killed in a helicopter crash. Yeah, I know. It's hard to escape. Um, But it is one of those things where it's such a big story that uh, obviously nine people, I think, lost their lives. Um, And for me, you know, it's funny because I haven't been feeling well. I actually Mm -hmm. uh, went in and took a nap. And when I came out, my wife said, Kobe Bryant, they're saying Kobe Bryant passed away. And 
you know, immediately you're struck by it. Sure. And my my takeaway, again, as someone, you know, I think we talk about the fact that each of us is a, is a media company today, um, immediately go online to try and find out what's going on. This was literally, they were reporting it as it happened when I go online. Mm-hmm. And the, the frustration I have with media today, and I understand that the toothpaste is out of the, um, out of the bottle, but how people and organizations and websites are reporting things when they don't know things to be true is morally repugnant to me. And I, at one point I actually saw a report where they said that it was Kobe and his four daughters. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, don't go to go to uh, try and scoop people and tell things that are, that is embarrassing. And, um, very troubling to me. The, the TMZ world we live in, I understand it, but I don't have to like it. And um, so it's a, it's a, a yeah. bummer. So I, uh, I was playing with the dog and, and our new puppy and TV was on in the background and, you know, got the news that, you know, Kobe Bryant had passed away. And like you, you know, and here's the thing, what you just said, you went online to get more information, which is the fuel that feeds exactly what we're both complaining about. Right. So we are part of the problem, to be very clear. I don't want to be, but the fact is we are. Because I went online, I went to Twitter, I started flipping around, where can I find the, the, the best news or the, the, mo- the quickest news? It's the the reptilian part of our brain. We just want to know. And so I actually was watching ABC when I believe it was Matt Gutman said, reported it was Kobe and all four of his daughters. Yeah, and I wanted like, to throw up. Yeah, like, yeah. And like you, you know, I, there's part of me that's, you know, a huge part of me that hates the whole got to be first, accuracy be damned mentality that the the news media has. But again, we not all the it, news media no but the yeah. majority of it i mean mm-hmm. i think I, I think we could say a preponderance of it mm-hmm. um and, and feel pretty good about saying that i don't think people were holding back that much people wanted to you know they wanted to be the first to report things um and tmz was the one who actually broke the news you know right. we used to make fun of the national Enquirer for talking about you know them beaming up JFK to the moon and, you know, headlines like that. But they broke some pretty big stories and become a fairly reputable news source. TMZ's done the same thing. You know, the, the whole thing, but like you, I, I was very turned off by this whole race to a couple things. Number one, um, just report whatever. Um, whatever, if there's a kernel of truth in it, we're reporting it. Oh, yeah, Sorry. We, we live in, in – and to me, I think you and I grew up in a generation where I was taught to hold the news media in a little bit of a higher regard. Right. And maybe have higher expectations. Um, and so I struggle with that because I think my kids and your kids probably understand that there's there's bias in all the news. Uh, there's there's uh, this, like I said, a race to um, – Yeah, but there's a difference first. between bias and – and reporting things that you just simply don't know to be true. Well, but that's you know what I mean. Like that's no, different. I, I agree. But here's the thing: there's no. My point is, there's no repercussions. Right. So, is Matt Gutman? I think it was Matt. I don't want to. I'm pretty sure it was him. It, this is the guy who reported. Hey, you know, my understanding was Kobe and his four daughters. Um, is he punished for that? 
Yeah. No. The only person who's punished is someone from the Washington Post who, in everybody's race to canonize Kobe, brought up the fact that he was accused of, of a pretty heinous crime early in his career. You can read about it if you want. I'm not going to get into it. But they had the gall to do that, which I think that is the news, the, uh, is the media's responsibility to say, hey, you know, I know John Lennon said once, everybody loves you when you're dead. But maybe we shouldn't race to canonize people that, you know, everybody is a complete person and we should remember that. I don't know. It, I struggled with the whole thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I guess the, the, the one thing I would say is, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, but um, uh, to tie it back to the industry is hit uh, promotions yep. Yep. is doing a 5%, I think, donation. Yep. It is 5. 5% donation yep. to uh, the Kobe and Gigi Foundation, yeah. I believe, uh, during February. Yeah. Um, so kudos, just a you know, in a, in a tragic situation, kudos to Hit for well, trying to step up. And and look, by all accounts, Kobe had really uh, whatever may or may not have happened when he was accused of that crime in Colorado, uh, you know, twenty years ago. By all accounts, he was a great guy and had turned his life around and had become quite the family man, quite the entrepreneur, quite the media company, as you were bringing up earlier. And I think any, you know, the death of anyone at 41 is tragic, right? Yeah. And, and all I kept thinking about was, as a father, thinking about he probably knew that last 15 seconds that not only he was going to die, but mm. his daughter was. And, yeah. and all the other people on on that helicopter as well, they had that moment. And just that, that I can't imagine that. So, you know, it, it's a tragedy, certainly. Um, I, I do wish the media would treat that with a little more respect. Yes. Um, and, and so there's that. So there's your downer part of the podcast. Sorry, brother. Which, that's okay. Which brings me to our secondary sponsor. <laughs> our good friends over at Tervis. I don't know about you, but I saw their booth over at uh, PPI Expo. Great, great products. You know, I, and I always, I always, as much as I love all their products, I always go back to that classic line that they have. I love that. You know, they've been around since 1946. Um, they have those sleek styles that's perfect for the active, on-the-go lifestyle. It's that original double-wall insulated drinkware. It keeps those cold drinks nice and cold, and, and you get humidity, I know, in the summer, and it doesn't sweat, which I love that those right. things, it reduces that condensation. So they're available in many sizes, including wine glass, both stemmed and stemless, the 10-ounce wavy, the 16-ounce mug, 16-ounce and 24-ounce tumblers, the 24-ounce water bottle, and, of course, Kirby. That sippy cup. You love that sippy cup. I do. Made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty. Is it dishwasher safe? You bet you microwave safe? Of course, please. Don't ask dumb questions. <laughs> and it's BPA free. So if you want to learn more, go to tervispromos.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, um, Vistaprint, you're familiar with Vistaprint. They're kind mm -hmm. of an ancillary part of our industry as they're owned by Simpress, which also owns our, our friends over at Gold Star Pens, part of mm -hmm. that family. So they did a, uh, a little survey. I think it was 2,000 people. The top, uh, the, the most recognized logos in the United States. Hmm, okay. They did the top 30, but I don't really care about that. Okay. Let's, let's focus on the top 10. All right? Okay. So I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Okay. Number 10. And I want, so what I want to know, are there any surprises there? And then we'll go from there. So any surprises in these top 10? Number 10, YouTube. Hmm, okay. Number 9, Amazon. Number eight, Adidas or Adidas, depending on where you want to pronounce that. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that one? Ten, nine, eight, seven, Facebook. Six, mm -hmm. Google. Five, Starbucks. Four, Nike. Three, Coca-Cola. 
Number two, McDonald's. And number one, Kirby? Mm-hmm. Apple. Okay. Any yeah, surprises no. there? No, it's funny. I literally was uh, making the note of McDonald's yeah. being near the top. And yeah. when you when you hadn't gotten to it, I was like, well, that's going to be my surprise. Yeah. No, I think those, those make sense. I think the idea that um, – that you know, tech companies have you know when when you said the moment you said YouTube, I was like, oh yeah, I'm trying to think of those those logos I see every single day, right? Um, and and I it think, makes them memorable. Yeah, and I think that those are the ones. I, and again, I, I just yeah. based on hearing them off the top of my head, I can't think of one off that I can't that is missed. So, but Apple being number one makes sense. I think. here's so I act, again I get a little bit of advantage here because I just want to come up with the topic. I did have a couple surprises. I thought the fact that Disney wasn't on there hmm. shocked me. Um, Netflix wasn't higher shocked me. Okay. Um, and then no car companies. Not one automobile company. Not Ford, not Toyota, not Honda. None of them. Shocked me that they weren't in the top ten. Just me, personally. Yeah, I, I think that, you know. It shows a shift, I think, in where we are as a society more than anything else. Yeah, it definitely does. I think the Disney one is really good. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'm not surprised about the, the car logos. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the things that I see and, like, mm-hmm. not only see, but really register and affect my behavior. Right. When I see the YouTube logo, Facebook logo, those things affect my behavior on a daily basis. Toyota does not. But are you surprised? Okay, so Coca-Cola is number three. Makes sense. It's an iconic brand. Right. Aren't you surprised Pepsi's in the top ten? I was a little surprised by that. Um, I a little I, bit. Like I yeah, thought it'd be like just sniffing the top ten. Yeah, I think so too. Mainly because it's so much better than Coke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's trying to draw me off sides, people, and he doesn't realize I'm having a bang energy drink today. So I am having neither, sir. Um, Yikes. What do you think makes a logo memorable, though? So I think you kind of described it. And I can talk about what I think it does if it, if it will help. Yeah, why don't you go first? But I, I have a so couple thoughts. I think, when, especially when looking at these, when I look at these logos, I think what makes these logos so memorable is, is certainly the colors. A lot of, there's a lot of great color pop. But really, they're all very simple. Yeah, and that's And simple is incredibly difficult people always equate simple with low quality and stupid no 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 simple is one of the most difficult things to achieve especially in design and so they're minimalist i mean you look at the apple logo especially now it's not the multicolored rainbow that it was when when it uh, started out it's a simple black silhouette of an apple you look at mcdonald's it's just a yellow m and you Mm. instantly know what it means the starbucks logo is just that green with the i don't know creepy witch or whatever the hell it is coming out (laughs) at you um uh, Nike, it's a swoosh, right? You see that swoosh, and you can almost hear someone say, "Just do it." So it's that. Uh, to me, that's what makes a logo memorable when it can, when you can look at it without any words and know exactly the company it's representing, and it gives you some semblance of, of emotion attached to that logo. That's what I think makes a logo memorable, at least to me. You know, I, I like the idea of simplicity very much. Um, obviously, you know, there's. Simplicity and familiarity. I think yeah. the, the the thing that struck me is that each one of those logos are ones that I run into every single day. So that that makes sense. Yeah. I, it, the the simplicity piece that you made it made a uh, reminded me of a quote one time that I heard from a writer, and he said that he had written a long letter because he didn't have time to write a short one. Yep. 
Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, you know, the, the, the more I create, the more I, I work on stuff like that, the more mm-hmm. truth I find in that, that mm-hmm. you're trying to – the big piece of creating is editing. Yep. And, uh, yeah, creating something simple is very difficult. It, it, it is. I, as a writer, I, I struggle with being – and I always say this internally – being economical with my words. <laughs> um, I've, I've never met a uh, – uh, I've never met a long sentence I didn't like. So, <laughs> all right, no good stuff. Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah, so Super Bowls this weekend. Yep. Um, so we, I think contractually we have to call it the big game. Okay. Well, you call it the big game. I'm I gonna call it the Super Bowl. I don't want Roger Goodell <laughs> and his NFL cronies to come into Promo Corner South and break my kneecaps because I didn't pay for a sponsorship on that. I actually would love it. If they would come to Coshocton. so oh, okay. I thought you were saying they'd love to come here. I'm like, wow, that's pretty aggressive. Yeah, that's, all right, go ahead. Um, Super Bowl. Yeah, so that's coming up. Um, you know, each year, I'm a big football fan. You are yep. too. Yep. Um, but I'm curious because it's such a an iconic sort of day yeah. in in American culture. Yeah. It's bigger than a football game in it so is. many ways. So, what is it that you look forward to in the Super Bowl this year, every year? Um, when this event comes around this year, if it's the game, whatever. All right. So it's a little different for me this year because I'll actually be in Dallas. Um, I will be away from my family because I'm speaking at the ASI show next mm-hmm. week. So right. a little bit different this year. Um, I always want it, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, which means I haven't sniffed a Super Bowl in 50 or 25 years. So let's be real accurate here. I just want a good game. Um, right. I like a good game. Um, I like the commercials. I do. Um, I I just want good competition. Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than a blowout. Yeah, and something for, that's over in the first quarter. And for years we had blowouts in the Super Bowl, and then it seemed like for a while we had co- a good com- competition in the Super Bowl. I don't know what this year's going to bring. I have some things I want to talk about too, so we'll we'll kind of roll that into this discussion because I sure. have some things. So I look forward to um, I look forward to the food. Um, yep. it, like I said, I'll miss it this year because I'm not home preparing food, and I like making things. You know me; I love yep. to cook. I, I love to I love to eat, um, and so I, I will miss doing that uh, quite a bit. But I, I, you know, to me, since since I'll be away, um, I'll just be with a, a group of people, and and we'll watch the game, and it'll be fun in that manner. And and I'll be at a sports bar, which is a fun way to watch the Super Bowl. It's very different. So, what do you look forward to, Kirby? Yeah, I think so many times I'm like, um, and I've done that, by the way, where, you know, heck, when I came down and spoke with Pam's yep, I the night before, you know, you're watching it in a hotel room or yep. whatever. Um, but I, I am going to an event. What I always struggle with is I am one of the people in the room who does want to watch the actual football game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and not everybody does, and that's totally cool. Yeah. So trying to be... Uh, appropriately social yeah. while actually paying attention to what Patrick Mahomes is going to be doing on the football field right. is is a challenge, but but a good one. And then, yeah, I actually am a person who's like, okay, it, the commercials are on. Everybody shut up now. I want to actually see what millions and well, millions of crea- dollars of creative got you. Yeah. I want to see it. And so, and then, then this year, I'm going to a party that's a soup or bowl. So everybody's bringing soup. Yep. And I'm uh, actually excited for the soup. <laughs> what kind of soup are you bringing, Kirby? Let me guess. Some sort of uh, beef stew with potatoes in it? No, I was thinking I was going to bring a uh, chili full of beans. I don't know what 
kind of cold medicine you're on, but <laughs> you're really trying to draw me off sides today, and I'm not going to do it, like, allow you to do it. Might I suggest uh, a good French onion soup? May I suggest that? You could suggest it, but I think that's disgusting, so no. What? That sounds gross. I don't understand you. Yeah, um, but beans. Okay. So I'm glad you're looking forward to your bean-filled, situational, <laughs> chili thing. All right, Kirby. So I, I actually had on my list of topics, I thought we'd do some big game predictions. Okay. And by the way, I look forward to the commercials, too. It's something we talk about um, every week and so or every year after the Super Bowl, what we liked, what we didn't like. So I'm looking forward to that discussion um, very much. And so we'll talk about that next week. Um, which means since I'm going to be in a room with a bunch of people, you're going to be in the room with a bunch of people. Uh, the number one or the number ten most recognizable logo YouTube will be used a lot as <laughs> right, we watch exactly. those commercials. All right, so um, I have prediction. I want to do some predictions for the game. Okay. All right, um, and I'm going to write these down. We will go over these next week. Okay, cool. I like All it. Right. Who wins the coin toss, Kirby? Uh, I'm going 49ers. I went with the 49ers as well. Who scores first? Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the nope, Chiefs. Just Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs. I had the Chiefs as well. Who wins the game? This is good. I actually am really curious. I mean, what I love about it is it's, what is that, the immovable objects and the yep. undeniable force or whatever. Um, I'm going to vote with my heart on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I, okay. I just think I want to see Mahomes and that high-flying offense do well. All right. I believe it's going to be the Chiefs as well. So far, we're three for three. Who wins the MVP? And I know you're going to say Mahomes, I'm assuming. If if Chiefs win, then mm-hmm. Mahomes is going to win it. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill okay. as mine. Um, uh, that's I just think might be Tyreek Hill just because I didn't want it to be the same as you. Yep. What is the final score of the game, Kirby? Um, I go... 41-33. Wow, high-scoring affair. Well, again, it, 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 if the Chiefs are going to win, yep. I think they got to do it by scoring a lot of points. I, I think the final score is 37-21, to 21, Kansas City. I don't see – I think the uh, the 49ers, while they have a great team, great defense, I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo being able to hang with uh, the Chiefs' offense at all. Kirby, how many pounds of guacamole will be consumed by the United States or viewing public? Wow. Uh, I don't have a clue, so let's go with a ton. A ton, so 2,000 pounds. 2,000 pounds. By the entire United States. Kirby, I will eat that on my own. The correct answer is, the correct answer is uh, I'm going to go with um, 800,000 pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. How many chicken wings? Okay. Uh, I'm going Again, in. the United States. Yeah, to 28 million. Wow, Kirby went high there. I'm gonna say five million. Okay, but you have 28, and that's good. Um, I think that's it. I don't think I have any other predictions on here. <laughs> I think that's it. Okay, cool. It should, hopefully, it's a good game. That, that's yeah. the deal, right? Hopefully, it's a fun, good game. And um, yeah. So, are you look? I, I guess yeah. really quick question: halftime show. Are you looking forward to this particular halftime show? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I don't even know who it is. Shakira, uh, right? It's J-Lo, and Shakira's a part of it, I think. Right. But it's so, Jennifer Lopez. The NFL screws many things up. <laughs> okay. Halftime show is one of them. They, okay. They've tried to make it this weird concert thing, and 
when they started doing it, I think it made some sense. And now they're running, you know, basically, I hate to say it, but rock and roll is dead. There's really no one, there's no big names to hold the attention of their target audience. Their target audience is people my age and your age, quite frankly. Those are people who have disposable income. So they're not going to put out um, people, you know, like Lizzo, who's very popular right now. She's not going to headline the halftime show. Right. Because you don't care. I don't care. Regardless of her talent, I'm not going to watch that. So they keep trying to capture our age group. So they would trot out, you know, two of the surviving members of the who and call it the who mm-hmm. they had prince one year which was awesome they yeah that had, was really good they, they had bruce springsteen who yelled at everybody to put down their guacamole one year and that was weird um they've you know they've run out of people I, there's no more big rock acts other than the foo fighters um who i i don't know if they would want to do that or not so i don't know what to do with the halftime show i'd actually like to see them to be honest with you either um highlight local band a local high school marching band uh maybe maybe two of them one from each each city i think that would be really cool and what a great reward for those kids i'd like to see that or maybe maybe that's the time to that's the time to announce the hall of fame inductees as Mm. opposed to doing it the day before i just think i think the whole halftime show thing is just boring is all get out how Mm. about you yeah, no, I, I actually, I think that part of the challenge they have is just that they, they want to pick something that they can control as much as they can so that there's a lot safe. of tracks. They want safe. And, I, I mean, to be to be candid, whether you like them or not, I mean, if Metallica performed at halftime, I would totally stop what I was doing to watch that. I, I would love that, but there yeah. is no way on God's green earth the NFL would have Metallica on the halftime show. I, I get it, but you asked who I would like. That was that'd be who I would like. I and mean, I'm sorry, Foo I Fighters, asked. Metallica. <laughs> there, there are some people that are that would, I think, command attention. I do too. I think Zach of, Brown would. Oh frankly. man, Zach Brown would be amazing. Okay, but again, yeah. I think they've pigeonholed themselves into this weird. We want somebody who's popular, but we want to remove all danger from it because of the whole war, wardrobe malfunction when uh, Justin Timberlake exposed Janet Jackson's booby. <laughs> so, so I, my I favorite. You mean my favorite halftime show? <laughs> it's just I, I, you know, I mean, can you imagine them trotting out like this, this is something they would do? Trot out Aerosmith, right? Mm. They're seventy. Trot out, and, and I would hate this. People would laugh, are laugh. I would hate it. But if they trotted out Van Halen, that would mm. be terrible. Yeah. Roth can't sing anymore. I mean, they're a shell of what they were. Right. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I know it isn't J-Lo, and I know it's not Shakira. Yes, we'll all tune in because we want to see what J-Lo's wearing and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, I just want more guacamole, Kirby. I got to get to that 2,000 pounds, and it ain't going to do it on its own. <laughs> I like it. All right, Kirby. We are now at the time of the podcast where we talk about the promo person of the week, and this is where you go, whoop, 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 whoop. Thank you. We are dedicating this. That's dedicated to the highlight the one person in the promo industry, age, gender, affiliation, doesn't matter, who's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. And so it's my week this week. And I'm, I'm really going to try as we go through this year to pick some people who are maybe unheralded. I think we, um, you and I naturally gravitate toward people who are well-known, uh, mm-hmm. people who may uh, be part of larger organizations and things like that. I'm really trying to, I'm going to try to shift a little bit. So the person I'm going to uh, say is my promo person week and it's someone who people should know is Amy Rabideau. And if you don't know Amy, you should. So Amy is uh, the RAC delegate to the PPAI board. So she sits on the PPAI board. She's the uh, summit director of purchasing. I worked with her a little bit when I was at Summit Group. 
and I've sat on the rack board with her the last few years. What she's doing right now, though, she's actually going to chair the Regional Strategic Foresight Committee. And this committee is formed by PPAI for the sole purpose of making recommendations to the RAC Board on the challenges, on how to address the challenges faced by the regional community. Um, if you're part of uh, any regional board, you know that almost every regional is, is funded by the uh, once-a-year trade show. Mm-hmm. Um, and very few of the regionals have the resources to weather if something happened at that trade show. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into all the details, but as, as uh, immediate past president of the RAC board, I know the details. And so she is chairing this committee. It's a group of about 20 folks who are going to look at the challenges faced, the common challenges faced by the regionals, and make recommendations to how to uh, fix those things. And she is doing a great job with that. It's a very difficult task. Um, and to have her lead it, I, I really admire how she's doing it, and I think she's doing a great job. So Amy Rabideau, uh from Summit Group is my promo person of the week. I like that a lot, Bill. I like the, the idea that we're, we're looking around the industry and finding new and different folks that are making a contribution. And so I think that's a great choice. So uh, kudos oh, and congrats, right. Amy. Yep. And so I will be sending her box of virtual high fives. I'm actually, since I'm going to be in Dallas next week as I get to the ASI show in Fort Worth, I'm just going to drop it off at PPAI. She can pick it up whenever she wants. I like it. I like it. All right, Kirby. Best thing ever. I have a feeling this is Super Bowl related. It's not. What? Uh, So best thing ever this week. And and again, each time I'm trying to come up with the different things that I think that you'll be able to answer on the spot Mm -hmm. Um, because I do think sometimes these are unfair, right? Yeah, uh, that's, Um, uh, that's kind of the whole idea. I know. So best thing ever. I was thinking about this this week because of the travel and talking mm-hmm. to people. Um, so best sales advice that you have ever gotten wow. in your career. Wow, that's that's great. The best sales advice I have ever received is, um, and it's really more business advice if I could go that yeah, route. Yeah, sure. It, the, so the, we always do first thing that pops in our head. The four most important words in the English language are "I need your help," mm. um, and that that is and that applies to sales too. So totally, where it applied to me, where I learned that is when I was cold calling. My first job out of college when I was selling was selling temporary help in Dallas. I wore a suit. I had to make thirty cold calls a day, mm. and I started every call with I'd walk into an office building or the floor of an office building and into the receptionist say, "I need your help." Who is in charge of X? Um, and I learned that that is a really, first of all, it's very disarming. Yeah. Second of all, it really puts you in a, in a position of you really do need someone's help. And we are predisposed as humans as much as you and I and, and maybe the world, we're all a little jaded. People are generally good and they want to help others. They do. So yeah. I, that's the best sales advice I've ever been given is to you know be conciliatory and ask for help when you need it. I actually think that's terrific advice. So um, well done. Um, Mine, I I still go back to the idea of see the people. When in doubt, uh, getting getting out of the office. I think we spend a lot of time waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for the email to come in, waiting for the big order to just magically appear. Yeah. there's a, more and more studies are saying it, part of it is familiarity. Mm-hmm. So it's not only just seeing the people, but it's allowing the people to see you. Yeah. And that's still true in a social media-driven world. So no question. when in doubt, see the people. I'm going to add one more. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the second thing. I'd say. And I don't know who told me this. I know I, I didn't come up with it organically. It's not new. But it's when things are going well, 
email communication is fine. Mm. When things start going sideways, pick up the phone. Yes, 100%. Yeah, the rule for us is once it gets past three emails. Yeah. um, Because, again, it just – no no conversation that was going poorly ever got better through an email. Yeah. Speaking of picking up, I'm picking up my dog who's with me today. (laughs) And we need to read our final sponsor, don't we, Shelby? Shelby just woke up. Say hi, Shelby. Hi, Shelby. All right, so Shelby, Shelby, you love high-tech graphics, don't you? Of course you do. You know they've served the industry for over 10 years? Yeah, that's a big yawn. They've served the industry for over 10 years, and they've learned the best thing they can offer, Shelby, is amazing customer service. Can you believe that? That's right, amazing customer service. So um, they have a couple great specials. They have that three uh, free three-day rush on the next screen print order, and that's promo code... Oh, my goodness. That's promo code promo-F3DR. Thank you, Shelby, for the kisses. Or you can have three free screens on your next order, which is promo-FSFR. And they always have free shipping on orders $99 or more. Learn... Wow, okay. I'm, we're getting there. No, don't bite that. We are. You can learn more at htgwholesale.com slash promo corner. You're not going to be sorry you did. Well done, my friend. All right, Kirby, I hope you have a great week. i got to take the dog out to go pee-pee now. Enjoy. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.